This is Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and real life. I'm Justin Lewis. I'm licensed marriage and family therapist, and I am your host. On today's episode, I will be talking with Craig Felker. Craig works at a bank, uh, and his responsibility at the bank is to make sure that work culture stays healthy. And so I thought this would be a great way to spend some time on the podcast talking about how work culture impacts a person's mental life, mental health. And so he came on, joined me, and we talked about just that. So Craig has a a diverse background when it comes to how he got to that point, including a background in music, background in doing some social work, and uh, found his way into marketing, and then finally into the workplace culture. Uh, piece just because of his great attitude that you'll definitely hear come through the interview. So before we get to that, I have a, uh, a quick word from the sponsor, Siva Fitness Academy. And one of the things about Siva Fitness Academy is something called the Siva Distance Project. According to the Siva Distance Project, every runner is an experiment of one. So it's not necess- it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's as specific to what your needs are, whether that might be getting a personal record, PR, as they say, in your next race, if you're looking to qualify for the Boston Marathon, or if you're just interested in making sure that your form will be appropriate to keep yourself from getting injuries. Their certified coaches will put you on a path to become the runner you've always wanted to be. And now here is my interview with Craig Felker. But that level of success for me was like, as I look back, is like all these relationships, getting to, to see the country. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, like we played for 100 people like a thousand times. Mm. We didn't get a chance to play for 10,000 people about 100 times. And, and uh, I carry that. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I carry that. I, I don't miss the work of mm. like the singing and like the vocal stuff, but I do miss the people um, and, and, and what that time in my life afforded me the opportunity to, to do and see. So well, I think that's a good segue into kind of the point, one of the points that we want to cover today of workplace culture. Yeah. I mean, we think about it in terms of going to an office, but anytime you are trying to earn a buck, it's, work like you said job (laughs) right the idea is that this is my job so yeah even in that there's a a certain culture that you're looking for that you appreciate more than anything else right right is what you're saying absolutely that's the ended up being the thing that you valued more than anything so as this podcast and explores how things impact our mental health yeah let's talk about workplace culture and and how that impacts mental health and i had you here because that's Basically, your priority is to make a good workplace culture. It's right. Talk, talk a little man. bit more about what your job is now, currently. I, I work at Paducah Bank now, uh, and if you would have told me that Craig, you were eventually going to work at a bank, <laughs> I was like, "No, that's not what I'm going to no, do." I'm going to stand on stage and perform. Yeah, yeah, right. or you know, and and but all the things that led up in my story, um, kind of. Uh, or why I'm passionate about what I'm passionate about and, and why I think 
um, I hope that I'm equipped, like the story and what I've been able to do and what I've been able to experience, whether it be, you know, years, doing four years with social work, whether it be marketing things or whether it be music or sales or what have you, mm-hmm. um, what I've come to realize is that I'm most passionate about the way we communicate mm-hmm. internally mm-hmm. <laughs> with teammates. Yeah. Um, with the byproduct of that typically leading to um, the right experience for consumers. Um, And so, but it all starts internally with the culture. And so what I do now, I I get a chance to work with, uh, my job is client experience manager at Paducah Bank. I work um, not exclusively, but predominantly with our retail team. So all the branches at Paducah Bank. the digital branch as well. So <laughs> some of the marketing stuff uh, of getting to, to think through that as well. But uh, And we've just been so focused on how do we make this um, just the most fun party? How <laughs> do our teammates, uh, how do we get them excited about showing up every day um, that they're not living for a vacation, Mm-hmm. You know, like they're right. not taxed. Counting down to the weekend. That's or, it. Yeah. Um, how do we get them free? How do, how can we? And you know, if people are free and alive, then they're naturally just going to love what they do. They're going to invite other people to the party. Sure. Um, which the you know, hopefully that's our customers, and yeah. we think that the byproduct of that will be great experience. But it really does have to start with the internal culture and the internal, ex, you know, internal team experience um, with each individual. Yeah, I agree with that. The way that I've, I'm not in charge of managing uh, employees, but the way I see that working out is like, if the the management takes care of the employees, the employees right. will take care of the owner of the management. Right. That's the way that I've learned to say it. It's yeah. Like, which means they're going to do the work to make the client experience good. That's right. But if you make the client the priority, then it kind right. of makes it feel like the people in the middle are just pawns in a game. Well, see, people like that. miss that. You know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, you know, we're all about, you know, great customer service, but um, if your that people... That will be a byproduct. Yeah, take care of the people that give it, the customer service. It's just the yeah. wrong and fastest on the wrong syllable. Um, and, and I just believe it with all my heart. If you take care of your people, um, they'll just take care of your people, right? Yeah, for sure. They'll um, take care of what needs to be done with the money, yeah. And, and I think that, like... You know, one of the hallmarks, one of the lenses we look at things is one that, you know, you talk about Dick Vitale. Why did I? Why was I drawn to him? Because he has an energy. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we say, uh, number one lens for us is that um, we want to have fun with an enthusiasm that's contagious, um, and that's different for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what we're looking to do is uh, we're not looking for a certain type of teammate. We actually do a predictive index that that actually looks and says, okay, this is who this is. This is how Joe is rec- is wired. This is how Sally is wired. And we're not looking for somebody to meet a certain predictive index. We're saying, you get to be you, but you got to be you turned up with an energy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, people think about Chick-fil-A and they're like, yeah, they're great. I mean, they they're they're great with service, but like, does anybody like it when they say my pleasure 46 times? 
Like, it seems disingenuous. It makes me feel like I'm doing something for them, actually. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, right. Like, it's like, really, who's here to serve who? That's if it. If you're getting some pleasure out of me asking for ketchup, I don't know. I'm trying to have the experience here. That's Do right. I need to be getting paid to give you a pleasure? Okay, that's what I think of. Yeah. So we're just trying to let people be themselves, um, to encourage them to be themselves, to just turn it all the way up, you know? Sure. Um, so people are unique. People are creative uh and i think that's what gives a culture um the diversity and the the feel you know Mm -hmm. Um, and that allows people to connect with other human beings if they feel like there's an authenticity and you're not forcing something you know high expectations clear expectations Mm -hmm. but you get to be you you just have to turn it up yeah i mean there's all kinds of stuff that people talk about I mean, who doesn't say at this point, we think workplace culture is important, right? I mean, somebody, it's yeah, lip service, I, I, at least, right? Isn't so it? I, I think... Isn't I, it lip service the same way that everybody says, I need to exercise more as lip I service do, but for I the think, most part? I do, but I think that there can be a disconnect. Um, I see it a, a lot. I'm not saying where, people don't follow through. I'm just saying, like, there's got to be some follow through more than... You know, we think workplace culture is important here and then don't do anything to develop it. I don't know that everyone sees all the little things in their policies, their guidelines that are at odds with that lip service. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the thing that, you know, I'm really on mission for, Mm -hmm. like helping people see where this is detrimental to mm. the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's the little things. I mean, a lot of times it's the, it's the details that are just critical, um, but we don't, we don't see it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyways, yeah, I, I do think it's the thing that we say. I don't know that it's always the thing that we actively look at all, all the way down the line. Like, why do we do this? We call it friction. And so while we're working with our branch experience managers, um, by the way, they're called experience managers because it's about experience for them, experience for X, right? Yeah. Um, which is kind of a unique thing for banks to to have that kind of a title. But we're trying to be different. And in order to change the culture, you got to change the language. Yeah, for so, sure. So you got to start. <laughs> if you want something to be different, it's got to change. It's got to right? change. Yeah. Um, it's got to be measurable, right? It's got to be it's measurable. Gotta... And so um, we ask all the time, what what friction? Like, what is in your way? And mm. it can be it can be little things, but... Um, we're trying to advocate that you have a voice, mm-hmm. use it. Um, and most of the time we can try to fix those things, but some things are the way they are because that's the way they have to be. And there's a disconnect in the why. Sure. So it's a matter of it. Just helping explaining them. why. It, yeah. And, Just and so, you know, right. Exactly. And so a lot of cultures don't allow for people to have a voice, even if the voice is, Hey, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And, but if you allow people to have a voice, then everything's on the table, right? Mm-hmm. And you can help them understand and see the why. It doesn't mean they have to like it, but at least they know why. Mm-hmm. And that alone, uh, I call it disarming communication. Like that alone will allow someone to go the extra distance with you. Same for customers. Like mm-hmm. customers will go a lot further than we often think they will if they're being clearly communicated. Um, even like very transparent, like, 
hey, we didn't get this done for you, but here's what's going to happen, okay. and I'm going to call you on this day. Right. Like, like, okay, thanks for telling me. Most people don't even care, and the ones that do care, as long as you follow through, right? they'll probably thank you for that experience, and the relationship will be better for it. So. Yes. it's. I mean, it reminds me of what I talk to couples about a lot, and it's like, hey, if one person takes responsibility of yeah. their part and what didn't go right, yeah. The other person's not going to just keep trampling. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got heard. Yeah. My voice was heard. That's right. And then you can figure it out from there. Yeah. But if, as long as it's like trying to hide that, like you're saying, it's like battle back and forth, trying to be heard, trying to see yourself as important. But yeah, like you said, I think that's very true. If it's just like, you know, I didn't do this right, but I'm going to get it right. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, they're not trying to like tell me that I'm wrong or to, they're trying to not trying to swipe it under the rug whenever right. sometimes it's pretty clear that it wasn't done right. And so, yeah, I, I agree. It kind of creates, I mean, when people tell you, like if you have a, that kind of policy where people can actually have a voice, if, as long as you, a lot of people see, but that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of people don't want that because they are scared of what it might lead to. But if you don't have a, if you don't have, if you I mean, if your employees don't have the ability to have a voice, you should be scared that they won't tell you and then we'll leave. Mm. And if you lose all of like, what's, what's, where's the integrity? If you like, if you take all that out of like good workplace culture and you say, what's well, just good actual business, <laughs> it's relationship capital. Like yeah. it's not having a turnover and not having to train people. Like, yeah. like if you just look it at it and way say, more to train a person, say than, we don't yeah. care like, I, I'm just a I'm just a businessman who doesn't care about people. Like if you look at it that it's actually just good. I would like to talk to you about how it's good business for you right. <laughs> to care about people. Right. Uh, and I think beyond that, there's immense integrity um, because when you do that too, who do you think are the biggest fans? I mean, I think Disney said, uh, "Do what you do so well that people want to bring their friends." Like mm-hmm. They want to come again, and they want to bring their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon Sinek said, people will never love a company until the employees love it first. I uh, talk to people all the time about um, kind of happiness at work and how that, or explore that, because it makes such a huge impact with mental health at home and just in general. Right. And so I think that's more than just, offering an EAP service to your employees. <laughs> right. As much as I enjoy going to workplaces and having, uh, you know, presentations, which I think is good. There's right. more to the, the work experience for someone than that. So are there, are there specifics that you can say that you do? Cause it's, I mean, it's every day. This is, you're trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, so that's, can you that's give some specifics about how you have maybe, uh, found ways to help with that um, as far as make a okay Create so the hap- or help help so the, I talked ha- about burnout recently right okay and so one of the things that I've seen as burnout is not being able to find value in your work yeah sure so how does that connect with uh, workplace culture is finding value with your work because I don't think they're like directly it's not like a synonym right but I think there are definitely some overlaps there well, I think that, I think we all, I just think we all want our work to matter. <laughs> so one of but the things that it, you were saying earlier that makes me think of this is you're being t- like communicated to you 
on what you're supposed to do. And then right. if you know what you're supposed to do, you feel like your work is valuable, right? hundred percent. If you're like showing appreciation, you know that your work is valuable. Right. Um, so some of those things I would think are important from top down. I, I think it's clear uh, communication is, is, is under over communication is never the problem. It's always, un, it's always a lack of communication. Right. right? Um, and we talk about that from our internal team externally, but also internally. So I think everybody wants their work to matter. Yes. Um, we're after experiences. I believe with all my heart that a, a, a bank like Paducah bank, that the thing that will separate us, um, is, is really experiences, you know, um, being better than, you know, doing things that are unexpected. Yeah. Um, and so we've created this kind of hundred day journey that we're on right now okay. on the retail team. And it's a way that we can deliver kind of consistently unexpected results to people who come as new relationships within the bank. And I tell you that because the conversation around that is this. Every interaction, you're leaving a piece of yourself with somebody. Mm, true. You know, I think Maya Angelou said that. Um, I know she said that because she's awesome. She said this. She said, <laughs> you know, you're going to forget. If you're listening to this podcast, you're going to forget most of what um, Justin and I have said. Sure. Um, maybe you come back to it if you want to remember it. Maybe not. You're like, I don't want to come back to that crazy guy. <laughs> but, but you don't forget how, you, how people make you feel. Right. Right? So there, there'll be a feeling about this that we leave. And like, I just, I remember this little piece, but I, what I remember is that I just really like Justin. Mm-hmm. What are you leaving every time with someone? Mm-hmm. Um, I think giving that opportunity um, and then <laughs> having clear expectations of, okay, here's what we do on the journey. Chick, chick, chick. Here's the steps. And we're measuring that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And you then, can see what you're doing is adding up. Yeah. It, it does. And, and I think people see value. And people notice that. that what you're doing is adding up. Yeah. And then we share stories. We have different ways that we can do peer and recognize people peer to peer wise. Uh, we have an award right now that's a big giant corn in the cob that floats around <laughs> the different locations. It's called the cream of the crop award <laughs> and it's goofy. Um, but our culture is around this one simple why that everyone deserves the most incredible banking experience on earth. Mm. Everyone, whether you're a customer now or whether you're a future fan, we're after fans, not just customers, <laughs> right? Um, and our team knows that. We have kind of a, a culture guide, a playbook mm. that we go by that's kind of the lens that helps us deliver these things. Mm-hmm. And so the expectations are very clear, they're very out front. And, and so like we have a lot of conversations with people. And so when somebody goes into an office with somebody to have a conversation, I told somebody the other day, I'm like, you guys, you just stop thinking that just because we're going to go talk that it's a bad thing. Right. Like, you know, the, you know, the expectations, you, you should be the ones telling us if something went wrong right. and they're starting to get that. Yeah. It's like, but you also have to have, um, you have to. You have to validate people and, ha- and help them have a voice mm. and let them know they're seen. Mm-hmm. And I think if people feel seen, if they know that they can innovate, if they know that they can own something and they know what's expected of them, I think that is the right environment um, to find freedom, to find joy, uh, and ultimately happiness um, every single day. And so we're trying. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Culture 
is a living organism. Yeah. Well, part of the good culture is identifying that you're not perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to start with, we miss it sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know you can trust somebody that tells you some, that they don't know something. Yeah, right. Because if someone's like, I'm never wrong, I know everything, at some point they're be lying, wary. right? Because <laughs> like, who knows everything and who's always right? Yeah. But if you can be able to say, you know what, I failed in this particular way specifically, or I do not know this part, I'm going to find out or I'm going to let you find out or yeah. whatever. I know it does. You can work. really <laughs> trust a lot more when they say that I do know this. And you know, so that's it's important empowering part of, too. Right. Yeah. I think it's worse when you sell somebody in front of you that, you know, you kind of make it up or like, you know, I don't believe in the fake it till you make it. I think you just own it that you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, Hey, I don't know it, but I'll get it. Sure. And you can trust that. Like yeah. I think people, People don't care if you don't know. What they care is if, if you, you can, can you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting what COVID did. I mean, COVID forced us to be creative. And, you know, most of my career has been leading brands, creating content, yeah. uh, managing, you know, just sure. that whole process. And, and definitely on the creative side is part of, you know, my journey and story. And um, so now, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I still get to do that, but in a, a different way. I mean, obviously, our brand and our marketing team is, I mean, they don't need me, which is kind of freeing in some ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, one of the That cool is things, quite a shift for you, though, right? It's like really yeah. focusing totally on the external to really focusing on the internal. It's got to be. It's, it's, it's a shift. But you don't have to inform the internal on what you're doing the, or well, sell you, anything yeah, to them, right? You're not. That's, that's right. It's not, it's not necessarily. Well, the byproduct is, is visible externally bit. if you do it right internally. Right. I, I've heard it a lot. People say things like, "Well, that's it's just business." I'm like, "It's not. It's mm-hmm. it's all it's all people, mm-hmm. and all business is being with people, and yeah. and and that stuff comes to light over time." And and so, I think that's what I realized in the last few years. It's like. I really feel like the communication piece, in part like we talked about, working with a publicist, like seeing yeah. how to internally yeah. communicate correctly, right. the yeah. right heart. The best way to to ever create the kind of culture that you want internally, um, or if you're you're um, you're doing anything client facing, <laughs> uh, is to active listen, and that's a position. Um, and I don't always do well at that at all. I mean, I'm high energy. I'm on the go a lot. Um, I'm high-fiving a lot. Some of my friends are like, you got to stop with the high-five. I'm like, that's my thing. I'm going to bring it. Um, but but taking the time to pause and active listen, um, because people will tell you how you can serve them. And so if you want to have a great internal culture, um, listen to your people. Mm. Listen to your teammates. Um, and they will give you every opportunity if if they believe you care. Mm. If they believe, you know, if they believe you care, they will trust you. And mm. if they trust you and you give them an opportunity, they will they will talk to you. And if you listen, you'll have everything you need to serve them in the best way. Um, and I think servant leadership is the is the only way to to truly lead people and and hopefully create the culture that leads to. Um, fantastic long-term mental health uh, in the workplace yeah 
Did that? Did that? Did I actually almost tie that up in a nice way? You tied that up in a great way. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, literally honored that you would even let a goof like me come and be behind this mic. This has been Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and life. For more episodes, you can find the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we are also on social media sites, Facebook and Instagram. Website for the show is mappinghealthyminds.com, which has access to all the episodes that we've recorded so far and a little bit more about the show. Thanks so much for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, give us a review or tell a friend. It's the best way for us to pass the word on to other people. Mapping Healthy Minds is brought to you by Compass Counseling and is produced and hosted by yours truly, Justin Lewis.